from the Mercy One Studio. Welcome to Straight Talk, a lively discussion on tough issues impacting our lives. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your host, Gene Wells. Well, welcome to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. It's your weekly dose of news from the diocese and around the world. And issues that give you grief, give you angst. And if a holy, happy marriage is one of them, today's your show. It's Straight Talk. You've got questions. We've got some answers for you. I'm Jean Wells, and so grateful to Mercy One Studio, to Mercy One and all of the folks who sponsor things here at Iowa Catholic Radio. Mercy One sponsors our studio here, and really so grateful for those businesses that do step up to help us uh, connect our listeners with Christ. So on today's show, you know, we all want to know the secret to a happy and holy marriage, right? You know, is it is it showing your loved one uh, affection or giving them compliments or presents? Perhaps it's making that time you spend together meaningful. Or is it those little acts of kindness that you show that you are thinking of the other? Well, if you think those are the secrets to a happy marriage, well, you're on the right track. Uh, those efforts may be the five love languages But the secrets to a holy marriage go much deeper. And joining me today is Dan Demite. He's a Catholic speaker, author, and founder of Damascus Catholic Mission Camps. And we're going to talk about his new book out, co-authored by his wife, Amber, on the three secrets to holiness in marriage. So to this holiness question, hang in there with me. Do you know which occupation has the highest satisfaction rating among every career in the country? It's clergy. And so you think, well, what are the traits of of those priests and and the men and women religious? Well, I immediately think of poverty, chastity, and obedience. So what can we learn from those of our own faith tradition and then apply those principles, those um, characteristics, those traits to our married life? Again, Dan and his wife, Amber Demite, wrote a 33-day personal retreat revealing the three secrets to holiness in marriage. And I have to tell you, each night's reading is just a few pages long that you can read together, along with some really thought-provoking questions for you and your spouse to consider. But before we get into today's topic, some events that are coming up, uh, Inner Visions has their 10th anniversary gala on June 3rd. Tickets available online at ivhcare.org. The keynote speaker is Benjamin Watson, and he's accomplished the American dream. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Um, He has played for the NFL for 16 seasons. He's caught passes from Drew Brees and Tom Brady in Super Bowls, and he he was a part of the winning team of Super Bowl 39. So, again, you can get your tickets at ivhcare.org. And then on June 11th, two men of our diocese will be ordained to the transitional diaconate. That's Nick Smith and Rodrigo Mayorga uh, Landeros, and they will be ordained at 5 p.m. on June 11th at St. Ambrose Cathedral. Um, The church fills up. So this invitation is for you to celebrate with them via the Diocese of Des Moines Facebook page or the diocese web, uh, website. It will be live streamed. So uh, put it on your calendar for June 11th at 5 p.m. 
And then the ordination to the priesthood for five guys is June 25th at 5 p.m. And because there are so many guys being ordained, again, you can participate uh, via the live stream of this event. Um, This is the most guys we have had ordained in one year in over 30 years. So the guys being ordained by Bishop Johnson include deacons, Reed Flood, Jake Epstein, Max Carson, Nick Stark, and Brad Roby. And you can watch the ordination ceremony. Um, and that's available through Our Lady's Immaculate Heart uh, Facebook page or website. So, you know, O-L-I-H, Our Lady's Immaculate Heart. That's where the ordination is going to happen. And so you can watch it live there. And then you can get your tickets now for a really fun event on July 15th with Lori Morgan and Jesse Keith Whitley at the Horizon Events Center in Des Moines. This is a benefit concert for Iowa Catholic Radio Foundation. So you will be helping to secure the future of Catholic Radio in Central Iowa. Tickets available at CelebrateCountry.org. In a couple of pieces of news, now this last week, the Iowa House passed HJR5 by a 54 to 38 vote. Now, this is the second time the Life Amendment uh, has passed the chamber, uh, and it's a proposed constitutional amend- amendment that, that, if ratified, uh, would add abortion and abortion funding neutrality language to Iowa's Constitution. The Iowa Senate is expected to pass HJR5 again. Then the Iowa legislature will need to pass the proposed amendment during the 90th General Assembly, that's in either 2023 or 24, before it can go before the Iowa voters for ratification. Proposed constitutional amendments do not require the governor's signature. Now, in Germany, recently in Germany, Protestant and Catholic worshipers defied church teaching by taking part in each other's celebration of the Lord's Supper at an ecumenical convention in Frankfurt. In four services in the city, Catholics were invited to take part in an evangelical supper with Protestants and similarly invited to to celebrate the Catholic Eucharist with the decision to receive Holy Communion at Mass or bread at the Protestant service left to an individual's conscience. Cardinal Gerhard Mueller, uh, Prefect Emeritus of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, had earlier described the invitation as a provocation. Anyone who contradicts Catholic teaching and its binding interpretation by the Roman teaching office is no longer Catholic. Now, Bishop George Batzing, the president of the German Bishops' Conference, told an online discussion in late April that anyone who is Protestant and attends communion can receive communion at the ecumenical event. We want to take steps toward unity, he said, adding that whoever believes in conscience, what is celebrated in the other denomination, will also be able to approach the altar and won't be rejected. He said the practice is already maintained up and down the country and is actually nothing new. Well, that's a shame because... You know, if you don't stick to your beliefs, what do you have? You have a cafeteria plan for faith. So, yes, let's convince all folks that this is the body and blood of Jesus. Hey, coming up today, we will have Dan Demite join me. He's a Catholic speaker and author and founder of Damascus Catholic Mission Campus. And we'll be talking about a personal retreat and finding the three secrets to holiness in marriage. This is a great gift 
It's a great gift for those that are engaged and those that are soon to be married. I encourage you to pick up his book, Three Secrets to Holiness and Marriage. It's time for Straight Talk, right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. Blessman International partners with volunteers and donors to provide sustainable programs for children in South Africa by leading 12-day all-inclusive experiences, sharing the heart of Christ with vulnerable children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. Thank you to Blessman International for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Dowling Catholic Sports is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic. With two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Craig Harper, the Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at 60th and Ashworth in West Des Moines. 515-440-4610 or online, ashworthvision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping, clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Sons Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Sons Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Thank you, Skeffington's Formal Wear, for sponsoring Dowling Catholic High School football. In business since 1951, Skeffington's Formal Wear offers quality service, style, and selection, providing tuxedos, suits, and casual groom attire for weddings, proms, and any other special occasion. Skeffington's Formal Wear, with convenient locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Davenport, Coralville, and Ankeny. All locations are family-owned and operated by members in their respective communities, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Wells, and so blessed that you are joining me today. And uh, especially for this episode, where we are visiting with uh, Dan Demite. He's a Catholic speaker, author, founder of Damascus Catholic Mission Campus. Uh, those of you that know Jody Halligan and, and her son Sam, Sam works uh, with Dan at the Damascus Catholic Mission Campus. So um, it's always fun to connect and, you know, set. Seven uh, seven degrees of separation, except it made it only about two, so that's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, today we're talking all things marriage, and 
Just so you know, this is not just a topic for those engaged to be married, but rather for those celebrating from one year to 50 plus years of marriage. Um, A great conversation of how to create and have holiness in your marriage. Not happiness, holiness, maybe one and the same. We're going to visit with Dan about that. Dan, welcome to Iowa Catholic Radio. Hey, thanks so much. It's uh, a joy to be here. Well, uh, first, tell us your background um, about you know how you became engaged or engaged in Catholic ministries, kind of that background, so our listeners get to know you. Yeah, I have both a funny uh, background with uh, how I became engaged in ministry and engaged in marriage. Okay. Uh, so, ding, so, uh, ding, ding, with it ministry, all works. <laughs> it, exactly. Yeah, no, with uh, with ministry, I just I fell in love with the Lord in high school, and I was really debating, do I want to be Catholic or not? Was uh, Like, I was Catholic, but I, mm. I saw in the, in the Catholic Church lots of apathy and complacency mm-hmm. and no passion. And I was involved in a lot of Protestant youth ministry programs as a high schooler, and I saw my Protestant friends were in love with Jesus, in love with Scripture, understood the call to evangelize, um, and seemed to have life, <laughs> as opposed to yeah. when you would go to Mass, sometimes death. And, and for a high um, schooler, that's I, pretty important. That's pretty important, yeah. yeah. And well, and it's shame, shame on the church for not being a better apostolic witness to the youth sometimes as mm-hmm. well. And um, and so what I, you know, when I was eighteen, I had a powerful encounter with Jesus Christ in the Eucharist that transformed my life. He uh, he just manifested himself, revealed himself to me in the Eucharist, not in some powerful uh, um, like uh, emotional way, but just in a very substantial way where. I asked the Lord at daily Mass one day, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, and He convicted mm. my, my heart of the real presence. And when I received the Eucharist that day, um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we receive at Confirmation that often lie dormant in our lives and we don't recognize uh, became alive. And all of a sudden I started to re- recognize wisdom and knowledge and understanding in very powerful ways. I had a, a supernatural courage to live my faith all of a sudden. And, and once you fall in love with the Eucharist, there's really no going back. And so <laughs> my... Right. Then what's the point? For, right. That's what yeah, Peter says. Exactly. You know. Well, where would we go, Lord? <laughs> yeah. So, as an 18-year-old, I became a missionary uh, with a ministry called uh, Net Ministries, and I really, I mean, kind of, I think my vocation was uh, as a youth minister was really set at that moment, where I was like, I, I want to provide for the young church uh, what the church failed to provide me, and um, I just really strive to bring an adventure to our Catholic faith and to make the faith alive for young people so that um, they would see the power of God. Well, and that is a powerful witness because, you know, some of us may have had some of those kind of experiences, but not credited it to Jesus. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. that that was that was cool today. You know, that was cool, Eucharist. I, I really like that. And then let's go on with their day-to-day lives and not saying, well, where did that come from? How did that happen? How? Why am I feeling that much closer to Jesus? Oh, it's the Holy Spirit. It's it's Jesus Christ. It's God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You know, and and really put the credit where the credit is due, as opposed to just moving on. So, exactly. Thank you for yeah. embracing that. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Praise the Lord. And I said I had a funny story about how I got engaged into marriage. As yeah. Well, so, not many people can say this, but my wife and I's dating story is captured on a reality TV show. What? And so when you weren't I was, on The Bachelor, were you? 
<laughs> no, I, I was on the Catholic version of The Bachelor. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was a uh, a reality TV show when I was 21 years old called God or the Girl. And believe it or not, three Jewish guys and an atheist in Hollywood said to themselves, why on earth would any young man, and this was in 2006, why on earth would any young man ever consider a life of celibacy, especially in the midst of the, the clergy scandals? And so they they set out to create a documentary of young men discerning between the priesthood and married life. And uh, I, you know, it's a long story of how they found me. And, but the ultimate story is that they interviewed uh, four of us guys for five weeks. They journeyed with us in our, in our discernment process. And at that point, my wife and I had dated and we both broke up uh, because I was discerning entering the seminary and she was discerning entering the convent. And uh, we were taking a, a year not uh, not to talk to each other so that we could have the freedom to enter mm-hmm. religious life if we if we felt called and wow. uh, and it was during that time period that the show was produced and ultimately she asked to enter uh, the convent I asked to enter the seminary and we were told both by uh, <laughs> we were both told individually by our vocations directors that we were uh, that we weren't called to enter we should be married <laughs> and so <laughs> lo and behold uh, I, I I always said I didn't choose God or the girl I chose God the girl, which is the vocation of marriage, of course. Right, right. Wow. So so how much did that show and that experience come into play in your writing of this book, um, The Three Secrets to Holiness and Marriage? I mean, I would think that would have almost been the the groundwork, um, so to say, so to speak, um, to look at yeah. marriage as your vocation. Yeah, it's a real, that's a great question. So I would say the show, on the one hand, their goal was that they would walk with young men as they discerned, and at the end of the, the journey, the men would know whether or not they were called to the priesthood of the married life. And um, it, it was a five-week journey, though, with um, with cameras around you constantly, mm-hmm. and discernment does not happen in front of cameras. It happens in front of the Blessed Sacrament. <laughs> and uh, and so the, 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 the classroom of silence was not really present. Um uh, so it wasn't the easiest time of discernment. And at the end, I was like, kind of, I was at the point of, I, I just need more time. But what I did discover during that process was uh, my vocations director had uh, every guy that was on the show was asked to do some sort of a pilgrimage. And my pilgrimage was a, uh, uh, I was asked to build a cross and to carry that cross 22 miles from uh, one of our Dallas retreat centers back to my home parish. And um, you know, he thought I was just going to build a small little like two by four cross and mm-hmm. have a walking pilgrimage with prayer. Well, I, I went big and I built a, a life size cross <laughs> and, uh, and and then we carried it uh, 22 miles during the heat of the summer where the tar was actually melting below mm-hmm. our my feet as I was walking and uh, down the road. And it was that two day journey that was really um, quite brutal, uh, where the Lord just really helped me. I remember at one point, um, uh, where instead of carrying the cross, I was, you you realize when you're carrying a cross, you almost, you have it over your shoulder and you're hugging it and it's, it's next to your face and it, it's tender, almost like a tender hug. And it was that, um, the Lord was just really revealing that until I have, um, that your vocation is a, is a, a death to self and a gift of self. And that death to self is not painful, but it's tender. And mm. um, and that you know, I think that's been a, a hallmark of, of my vocation and, and the hallmark of holiness and marriage. The very first chapters we dive into the central mystery of marriage, which is the cross. And 
that's a reality that needs to be remembered constantly in married life. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I was just in prayer last week, and the Lord was convicting my heart, like, have you forgotten about the cross? <laughs> like, it's the central message of everything that Jesus came for. I particularly loved when you talked about the cross. I think it was in chapter two, uh, the Croatian um, uh, tradition of having the cross, the crucifix uh, at the marriage ceremony and the couple, you know, places their hand, the wife places her hand on the cross and the husband places her hand over it. And they, they pray their vows. They profess their vows during um, with the cross in their hands. And yeah. that was powerful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny because um, I think a lot of times the the whole process of getting engaged and married is such a joyful, and it should be, such mm-hmm. a joyful resurrected time. And um, there's so much support. There's so much grace. And for us, um, we, we felt all that joy and support and all that love. And then um, the moment we got married, we, we also became pregnant uh, <laughs> within a, a week of being married. Yeah. And my wife went through an insane first trimester. She was um, on bed rest. She was uh, hooked to an IV. She was throwing. She couldn't keep any food down. It was just like, whoa, this is. Wait a minute. This, this isn't is the cross we signed period. up for. <laughs> we want yeah. the different, the other cross. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and so, you know, I think it, uh, it's such a gift that. Um, marriage is a representation of the Paschal mystery that in marriage we get to suffer, we get to die, and mm-hmm. we get to rise, and we get to do it with another. And it's those moments of suffering, death, and resurrection where marriage is actually the, the reason it's, it's, it's a sacrament. It is a sign that points to the reality uh, uh, of, of the divine. And when we, when we realize that and when we enter into it, the cross doesn't become a burden, but it becomes a joy. It becomes a vehicle of salvation, both for myself and my spouse, uh, which is such a gift. Now, I would think that since you co-authored this book, The Three Secrets to Holiness and Marriage, with your wife, Amber, that could have yes. tested your marriage right there. I mean, co-authoring <laughs> anything. <laughs> no, you yeah. should write it this way. No, you should write it this way. Well, why don't Yeah, That had to have been a yeah. test. <laughs> you, you, know, you know, I think the neat thing about my wife and I is we know our lanes very well, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and we adore, we've been ministering with each other um, for such a long time, and so we know uh, we know our gifts, and we know our uh, our, <laughs> our weaknesses, mm-hmm. and we we laugh about them a lot. And so um, I think it could have been, you know, I would say we always have a harder time speaking together. Lots of people like us to. Uh, to, to give talks with one another. And that's hard because we both have so much to say and we like to kind of take the mic. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but writing together was quite, was quite easy because uh, I, I uh, retreat is such a deep theological reflection and, um, and I needed her gifts of being fun and silly and joyful to really kind of make it less mm-hmm. uh, thick. <laughs> yeah. So it, beca- it became much more lighthearted and uh, accessible um, when the two of us used our gifts together, so, which is ultimately the complementary of marriage. So what prompted you to write this book? I mean, your ministry is in really youth ministry, young adult ministry kind of thing. Uh, to, yeah. to go into that transition where you're writing a, a, a book about marriage, doesn't seem to be a, a seems to be a disconnect. Yeah, thanks for asking on the that surface. Question. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's so real. Um, so 
when, you know, we had our conversions very young, and we were very zealous for the kingdom um, all through college. And um, there was a song that we would sing a lot in worship uh, in college. It was actually a reflection from Teresa of Avila, and the, the refrain was God alone, and you would sing God alone, God alone, God alone is the delight of my soul. And both of us kind of developed this intimacy with Jesus that was God alone. And when we got married, it was it was really hard for us to understand how to actually have a God alone relationship and a Trinitarian, if you will, a mm-hmm. husband-wife God relationship. And um, and the idea of holiness for us in marriage, I mean, before marriage was, I can go to the Adoration Chapel every day. I can go to uh, daily Mass. I can uh, do, I mean, before marriage, I was out doing mission work every single night. And then when my baby came, you know, it was like, oh, wait, I have to be home at 7 o'clock. I mean, at 5 o'clock for dinner. And then I have to... And I'm going to be awake at, at 3 o'clock. in the morning. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it was like, wait, 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 this isn't like what I was told was holiness. My life doesn't look like that. And mm-hmm. it was a wrestling for me of how do I conform myself to Jesus without without any compromise, because I don't want to be, St. Teresa of Lisieux says, St. Teresa of Lisieux says, uh, that we don't want to be saints by halves, right? Like, I don't want to be half of a saint. I want to be mm-hmm. all in. And and it was really hard. I felt like, um, I felt like, and my wife felt like we were compromising, like the marriage was a compromise to holiness, that celibacy was the means by which you could be all in in a saintly relationship with God, and marriage was a compromise. And we struggled with it, realistically. And I set out in my master's uh, degree for theology. This, the, the concept originally was uh, I started to research this topic for my dissertation bec- for myself. Mm. It, was, it was pure selfishness. I wanted to know how I could truly live the, the gospel of Jesus Christ fully as a married person. And so this, the work was originally, it wasn't originally a book. It was a pure selfish endeavor uh, to help me grow in holiness and answer the questions that were burning in my heart and, uh, and, and to improve Amber and I's uh, love for the Lord and love for each other. And, and, and this it was book a was great, born, it, it born along with your kids. Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> along with lots of kids. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned the word retreat a few minutes ago. It, it's designed mm-hmm. as a 33-day retreat, and, and it's not really... Um, cumbersome, um, as, as I believe I mentioned to you in our email exchange, and our listeners know I'm getting married in August to John Till, and and the book was recommended to us by the Office of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines, and, and you know, as, as we look at that retreat, you know, you're like, oh, 33 days, well, it's like, what, four or five pages, maybe a night, if that? Yeah, yeah. Why yeah, did you decide uh... to do that kind of a format? You know, it, we really weren't interested in a book. Um, the There's enough content in the world. There's not enough encounter in the world. And married couples, they uh, there's something hard about marriage in that um, we place our children first often, and mm-hmm. that means our spiritual life goes uncared for, or maybe our marriage goes uncared for. And um, we, we had such a demand uh, in our ministry. Cu- married couples would always say, please plan a marriage retreat. Please plan a marriage retreat. We mm-hmm. want a marriage retreat. And then we'd throw out a marriage retreat and like 10 couples would come. And like everyone was like, oh, well, we just can't come because our schedules are so busy. And <laughs> we realized we, we realized if, if couples are going to make time to actually retreat away from the world and encounter Jesus, it, it has to be accessible to marriage. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to create something that uh, um, 
could be done in your own living room, could be done while sipping a, a glass of wine. Um, and uh, could oh, you be didn't tell simple. us that part. No, that that's <laughs> the most important part. So oh. uh, Amber and we don't advertise this in the book. I don't know how to we, we've got to figure out how to advertise it better. But <laughs> on, on uh, YouTube, we actually Amber and I have five minute videos that go along with every um, with every day. And mm. So as you journey through the book, we we give personal uh, reflections via uh, YouTube videos, and and they're super humorous. And we're by our fireplace or outside, sipping a glass of wine, or or maybe some mornings it's a it's a cup of coffee instead mm-hmm. of the evening. But uh, but yeah, so the videos just make the um, the retreat very um, human because we tell tidbits of stories. And and my wife is beautiful and she's uh she's so funny and so watching the videos is is always good because she cracks me up well even though we're going to get at the three secrets to holiness and marriage after this break um i want to say that the part that we enjoyed and and so people are going to hear the secrets but that doesn't mean they shouldn't buy the book which is available through yeah. Ave Maria Press, or you can go to Divine Treasures. Um, because one of the parts that we really enjoyed were the questions at the end of each each day's retreat and the and the prayer at the end. And those questions really prompted great conversation. So thank Good. you for Praise that. Praise the Lord. Hey, we're going to take a break. My guest is Dan Demite, and he is the author of uh, The Three Secrets to Holiness in Your Marriage. We will be right back. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics. Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you. Online at mercydesmoines.org. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. Iowa Catholic Radio and the Iowa Catholic Radio Foundation welcomes country artist Lori Morgan, presented by Mercy One. Lori Morgan. Through the Horizon Event Center, July 15th. With Jesse Keith Whitley and Eli Alger. Alger. Learn more at CelebrateCountry.org. CelebrateCountry.org. Sponsored by Valiant Wealth Family Office. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and the Uncommon Good provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences, where you can chart your course for more. This is Bo Bonner. And I'm Dr. Bud Marr from the Uncommon Good. Mercy College provides unparalleled clinical rotations, hands-on learning, accelerated education, and flexible schedules. Since 1899, Mercy College has been transforming students into healthcare professionals. Guided by Catholic values, our faculty put classroom theory into practice. Students are prepared for roles in service and leadership throughout their own careers. Learn more at mchs.edu. 
Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Making It Personal is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarans strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop, priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsarah.org, joinserra.org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. Low pressure is moving through the central plains along with a cold front, and that may trigger a few showers or thunderstorms for our area through the afternoon. Breezy and our high temperature reaching about 80. For tonight, down to 60. A few evening thunderstorms, then we'll be clearing up after midnight. Then tomorrow, a little break from the rain with our high near 80 and plenty of sunshine. More showers and thunderstorms Thursday. I'm meteorologist Steve Hamilton on Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Gene Wells, and joining me today is Dan Demite. He is Catholic speaker and author and founder of Damascus Catholic Mission Campus. He and his wife, Amber, have written a wonderful book called Three Secrets to Holiness in Marriage, and and we're not sharing any secrets that can't be shared, right, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> my my wife makes a joke that it's like a Teen Bop magazine, like Three Secrets to Holiness in Marriage. That's right. <laughs> So so let's talk just briefly here about comparing holiness in marriage to happiness in marriage. I mean, are they one and the same? It seems like this holiness thing is a bit over the top, Dan. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I the uh, Jesus says that um, he has come uh, to give us life and to give it abundantly. So I believe happiness and holiness are one and the same. But we when we got married, we, we said... Uh, um, instead of wanting to live happily ever after, we wanted to live joyfully ever after. Mm. That the joy was a a gift of the Holy, a fruit of the Holy Spirit, and a fruit of love, a fruit of the Paschal mystery. Um, whereas happiness is is more of a um, fleeting emotion, mm. and um, and so so we always press in for joy, um, which comes through the you know as, as we shared in the first segment that that suffering, death, and resurrection. It's the the fruit of love um, is joy, and sometimes. Um, when, you know, you, if you're not happy in marriage, you may go to marriage counseling. And a lot of times the solution is, well, well, how do you, how do you take care of yourself? You know? And, mm-hmm. and we, we had a concept in the book that is so rich. It's so rich. It's one of, I think it's one of John Paul II's greatest revelations. And it's never talked about. It's just a small little line that he says in the theology of the body. And it, it um, he says that, that, um, uh, love is when I make one's uh, the other's eye my own eye. That mm. when I discover the other's desires, they're what they want. I make that my desire. And when you do that mutually, if if my wife is satisfying my desires and I'm satisfying her desires, you have a mutual self gift. You have the mutual uh, gift of love, and yet everyone's desires are satisfied. Mm-hmm. And so that idea of uh, happiness comes from like when the other says okay i'm making uh my eye i mean your eye my eye Mm -hmm. that's beautiful i I, I love that um when when you talked about 
satisfying each desire. There's a word in the book that shows up a lot, and I always thought it kind of had one meaning, and you use conjugal a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those words, it's like, wait, what? What? <laughs> so explain that definition. I loved how you explained it in the book. Yeah, well, you know, I think for the most part, like conjugal used in the church setting, it usually just means married, right? If I talk Mm -hmm. about conjugal love, I'm speaking of married love. Mm -hmm. Um, But the root of the words really means to be yoked together. And the idea that we're, we're, we're together, that it's, um, that the, the, um, if you have, you know, um, if you will, it's that whole idea of the ox and one ox Mm -hmm. by himself with, with a yoke could, plow a field, but it would be very difficult and strenuous. But when you yoke two ox together, um, the, the work becomes so much easier. And the, um, and so conjugal love or the conjugal pursuit to holiness is that the pursuit to holiness is, is rather challenging at times. And yet when I'm yoked with another, um, it becomes easier. And the, the idea that, um, uh, you almost think about two ox yoked together. I actually wanted mm-hmm. that to be the the image on the cover of the book. I wanted you know two and Amber ox said no, Dan. together. <laughs> the, yeah, you know, I don't know. Ave Maria was also there. Like, I'm not sure if that will sell. Mm-hmm. But I love. I was the, like, come on, but that's the image. Yeah, and, but, but um, I love the connection then with scripture. The uh, the yoke is is um, heavy, but the burden is light. You know, it's like oh yeah, yeah. yeah this exactly. is you yeah. know husband wife and God all in that you know human. Trinitarian relationship and and that yoke is not just a yoke between the two it's the between the three yeah and if you think about a yoke it's it's a cross beam right mm-hmm. and when who carried a cross beam Jesus and mm-hmm. and Jesus carried the the yoke for us and um and it's neat it, it, marriage is almost that idea of you know Simon of Serene helping Jesus carry his cross is an image of conjugal love it was that they were yoked together at that moment and mm-hmm. uh that the the Lord invites us in marriage to not carry the cross by ourselves, but to carry it uh, with one another. And quite honestly, that's hard sometimes, right? Like we had um, my my wife, we had uh, we had received some really hard news about one of our children mm-hmm. uh, a few months back, and it was it was so painful. And when my wife shared that, the my first inclination was to go inward and to be angry and frustrated and to to avoid my wife, right? As mm. opposed to suffer together and mm. to to carry that cross together, the the flesh in me wanted to to, to run and carry the cross by myself, and um and the reality well, you wanted is to the go Lord to your own pity no, party. No, no. Uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. What did I do wrong? What could I have done to prevent mm-hmm. this? Why did this happen? Right. And and yet the Lord says, no, 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 no. You're not called to suffer together. You're called to carry this. Cr- I mean, by yourself, you're called to carry mm-hmm. this cross together. And and when you do that, it it's um. Number one, it makes you holy, yeah. <laughs> and number two, it it, it uh, sustains you and gives you life. Okay, we 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 have to spill the bingings. We've been teasing people right, about these three secrets. So the three secrets secrets are you know cooking a good meal, um, working hard, <laughs> and having um, straight A student children. Right? Those are the three yes, secrets exactly. to holiness and marriage. Are... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ain't wrong. I, I just yeah, failed Jeopardy, but... right? <laughs> so what are yeah. what are the spill the beans here? What are the three secrets? Yeah, so I'll, I'll preface it by saying, as I said earlier, I wanted 
I think it's hard to talk about the three secrets to holiness in marriage without talking about what is holiness. And okay. we have a, a very big misunderstanding of what holiness is in the in the common understanding of the church. A lot of times we think that holiness is about doing, um, but holiness is about becoming. Uh, that I would say I'm holy if I do all the right things, if I um, if I go to adoration enough, if I pray enough rosaries, if I act virtuously all the time, then I'll be holy, right? And um, and, and ultimately, that's exactly the kind of holiness Jesus came to overthrow in the Gospels, that um, the law is not what merits holiness, but holiness isn't about doing. Doing's a part of it, of course, mm-hmm. right? But ultimately, it's about becoming. The reason I do anything is so that I can become another Christ, that um, St. Paul, his theology of holiness in his epistles is so beautiful. He speaks of, it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. He says to the Corinthians, whoever is in Christ Jesus is a new creation. Behold, the old has passed away and new things have come. Jesus says, unless you deny yourself and take up your cross, you will not be my disciple. And that idea in Luke 9, when Jesus says, deny yourself, it, it means to, to disown yourself, that I'm no longer, the Greek means I've disowned myself. I'm no longer in relationship with the old man. I'm a new creation. And there's a new life that's been transformed inside of me, and the new life is the life of Jesus. And so mm-hmm. this is a book on marriage about Jesus. It's not a book on marriage about marriage. It's not a book on marriage about um, mm-hmm. improving your relationship mm-hmm. with your spouse. It's a book on marriage about Jesus, and how do we as married people become more like Jesus? And mm-hmm. and that was my pursuit in studying this, and Amber's pursuit. It was how do we mold ourselves more into the image of likeness of Jesus so that we become Christ. And it, because as married couples, we couldn't do all of the holy things. We couldn't do daily adoration. We couldn't do um, daily Mass all the time. We just, our schedules didn't allow for it. the work, uh, the children, the, the schooling, all of that. There was complications that made it hard to do as much as we wanted to do, but we could always become another Christ. We could have his mind, his heart, his life, his love. Um, this is that's not a license of of not doing right. It's not a license not to go to Sunday mass. It's not a license not to pray. Um, but it's it's an understanding that 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 the heart is really what Jesus was about, and, and the transformation of the, the human heart. And so the three secrets of holiness and marriage, ironically, are the same things that our religious brothers and sisters from the earliest moments of the church they discovered was the best way to become another Christ in the world. And that's a life of poverty, chastity, and obedience. Um, oh, well, which kind no. Whoa, of whoa, whoa. Strange. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chastity? Kind of a, a, a Come soccer, on. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, people, yeah, people you ever... take chastity and think it equals celibacy oftentimes yeah. because they don't think about the difference in, in the definitions between the two. So how does chastity apply in a marital situation? Yeah, you know, chaste, uh, chastity is, is just is basically the virtue of perfect self-giving love. Um, I would say that Jesus was exhibiting chastity upon the cross where he he freely gave himself. So celibacy is uh, freely giving the gift of, uh, of, of singleness for the Lord, not not getting married. Chastity mm-hmm. is, is the proper integration of my heart with my sexual life and my sexual desires. And uh, as John Paul II beautifully explains in The Theology of the Body, our, our human sexuality is indicative of that image and likeness that we have uh, created in, in God the Father and uh, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit of the capacity for self-giving love. The, the, the reason I have sexuality is that I desire to give myself to another, and I desire that gift so that my self-gift can also bear forth life. And, um, 
And a lot of times, the, you know, the church's teachings on human sexuality get really confusing and mm-hmm. uh, they get kind of taken out of context because, once again, it becomes about doing as opposed to about becoming. And the goal of chastity Thou is, shalt not become, is all yeah, about exactly. not yeah, doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's, it's about, no, I want to become a perfect lover. And a perfect lover has a heart that isn't selfish. A perfect lover has a heart that doesn't take. A perfect lover has a heart that doesn't use um, but but instead has a heart that gives mm-hmm. and, and satisfies the needs of the other. And so really that section on chastity, that, that secret to holiness is, how does our heart become that which is conformed to the heart of Jesus that is, is perfect love? And, and Jesus shows us perfect love upon the cross. He shows us perfect love in his own life and his ministry. And, and Mary and Joseph show us perfect love. And so really, how do we become because poverty chastity obedience in the history of the church they're called the evangelical councils they're mm-hmm. these these councils uh, um, that point to the perfect virtues of Jesus and the catechism says if we live poverty chastity obedience well we will obtain perfect love and the goal of of humanity or the goal of my human life is, is to become a saint and the saints are those who have perfect love and so poverty and chastity of obe- and obedience equal perfect love Perfect love equals holiness. Holiness equals sanctity. So if I desire, ultimately, if I desire mm-hmm. sanctity in marriage, I desire uh, poverty, chastity, obedience, because that's the means by which I get there. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about poverty and obedience in our, our last opportunity to chat with Dan Demite. He is the Catholic speaker, author, and founder of Damascus Catholic Mission Campus. We'll be right back. You're listening to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. Blessman International partners with volunteers and donors to provide sustainable programs for children in South Africa by leading a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with vulnerable children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmaninternational.org. That's blessmaninternational.org. Thank you, Blessman International, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full-service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Sons Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Sons Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. 
Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. And my guest today is Dan Demite. He is Catholic speaker and author and founder of Damascus Catholic Mission Campus. And he and his wife, Amber, have written a wonderful 33-day personal retreat on the three secrets to holiness in marriage. And uh, we're visiting about these last two secrets, the first one being chastity, the second one, poverty, and the third one, obedience. So um, poverty, it's like, okay, Jesus says, you know, give up all that you have and follow me. How can a married person really be poverty the way Jesus is asking us to take up poverty in, in Scripture? Yeah, I mean, it is really funny. I think sometimes we, uh, you know, what I've what I've reflected on in my time of ministry is we can't preach half the gospel, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> because half the gospel does not lead to holiness, and it doesn't lead to happiness. It doesn't lead to life. And um, and so uh, Jesus, yeah, he says, amen, amen, I say to you, unless you renounce all of your possessions um, and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. Well, I want to be Jesus' disciple, right? I want to right? be his and, disciple, yeah. And, and and so if he says this, I think I should probably listen. And um, and so that was all, this was the thing that got me because when I read the Gospels, it was so compelling that Jesus was calling us to a life of uh, of, of poverty. And mm-hmm. um, I I watched I watched a movie on on Saint Francis one time through Ignatius Press, mm-hmm. and um, the the life of Saint Francis was it it was. Um, there was a scene in it where he reads the Gospel of Matthew and the Sermon on the Mount, and his heart is convicted to become Jesus, to live a life like Jesus lived his life. And it haunted me, like literally haunted me for about a year, um, because I wanted to I wanted to live like Jesus so bad. And I was like, but how do I do that when I, I'm married? I have to have a house. I have to provide for my family. Like, I didn't understand. Like, and, and so this, this section of the uh, retreat really takes up how do we live poverty as a married couple? And what does poverty look like? This call to, that Jesus gives us in the Gospels, um, it was not just for celibates. It's very clear that Jesus was calling all of his mm-hmm. disciples to this. So what does how the do we evangelical do council of poverty look like? You, you know, I think it once again, it all comes back not to doing, but to the heart, right? Mm. That um, poverty is about the, the, the perfection uh, of, of growing in perfect love. And so how do I get my finances to the place that my heart is able to give from the place of perfect love um, as opposed to uh, a place of taking, right? And so, of course, out of perfect love, I provide for the needs of my children. And the Lord always um, convicted my heart that I want to not—I don't want to make a, a living. I want to be able to make a giving. And so uh, how, do, how do we get our finances to the point where we're not only living life as, as a family, but we're also giving life away as a family and, and really helping other people? And— um, so there's there's a lot of different mm-hmm. ins and outs of this in, in that section of the retreat. I think some of the treasures truly are like um, the there's there's the objective reality. One of the things that brought my wife and I so much financial freedom to give was that we just created different bank accounts. Like the, <laughs> the first ten percent of our um, automatic uh, deposit from my paychecks and her paychecks just went into a separate account, and so we called our tithing account mm-hmm. uh, or our gener- like our generosity account. And it's amazing when there's always money there. There's just always money to give. And so whenever an opportunity comes, I have a separate account that I can just give freely from. And, and because it's not even part of my budget, because we said from the get-go, 
we're not going to use 100% of our resources to budget our life around. We're going to utilize 90% or 85%. Mm-hmm. So the first 10 to 15% goes straight to generosity. And that has been a game changer for us. It went, it, it created a whole level of financial freedom for us. Um, but then more so the Lord, once again, it's about a transformation of the heart. And um, and so it really evaluating, uh, it, it, do I have a heart of generosity? And, and, and so the retreat kind of helps married couples talk about how and what ways they want to embrace generosity. For my wife and I, hospitality is a huge pillar of our marriage. And so mm-hmm. um, we allocate a good amount of our resources to hospitality because um, it's very important to us to that when people um, come into our home, they're coming into a oasis of peace, as we call it. And so we want them to feel seen and loved and cared for. And um, so that's that's an important, we measure our decisions by that. And so this this whole section of the retreat, it brings, it, 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 I think it strikes fear in people initially, but then it brings so much joy and freedom. Yeah. I, and I and would you know, agree. The, number one mm-hmm. cause, the number one cause of divorce is um, financial uh, disagreements and, and problems. And so when you learn to surrender your finances over uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ, immediately your your marriage will will be much more secure. Statistically, you, if you can if you can embrace this this virtue of surrendering your finances to the Lord, it it will bless your marriage in ways you never thought possible. Well, and then the the third secret totally relates to that because if you are not um, embracing uh, a spirit of obedience. And how how the Latin word of obedience is to listen, which I had, I am not yeah. a word guru, so I didn't understand that that's where the root word of obedience was to listen. Well, how are we going yeah. to be able to be obedient if we don't listen to where the other person is, both in chastity mm-hmm. and in poverty and in listening to the Lord? So how does how does this retreat connect obedience and listening to how we can create holiness in our marriage. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's so um, beautiful because um, when you understand that, yeah, it's it's to listen, then I'm called to be obedient to my spouse, and that that means I'm listening to her unspoken desires. Uh, I'm mm. I'm carefully listening to her needs, right? I'm listening to what 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 does she need today? My first question on my uh, daily to to-do list is, um, what is, what does my wife need today? Um, and then my second question is, what do my children need today? Mm. So yes, children are called to be obedient to your, your, um, uh, to their parents, but we're also called to be obedient to our children in the sense of, I need to listen carefully to their needs and then satisfy their needs. And especially, I mean, so often, sadly, in marriage, we don't communicate our needs to one another well enough. And that, mm-hmm. so we have to, uh, but children, of course, don't communicate their needs to their parents enough because they don't even have the words for it. And right. so how do I spend time listening to the unspoken needs of my children and then satisfying those needs and those unspoken needs of my spouse? And and ultimately, that comes first from becoming uh, a disciple that knows how to listen to the voice of Jesus. And um, so having a regular prayer life where I'm obedient, I listen to the voice of the Lord in prayer, I listen to Jesus in Scripture, I listen to um, the promptings of the Holy Spirit throughout the day. And once you begin that habit of daily prayer and listening to the Father, then all of a sudden you begin listening more to your spouse, listening more to your children. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, you know, I think it's... um, Damascus, we haven't talked much about my ministry, but Damascus, we're a community of missionaries uh, who are seeking to bring transformation and revival to the church. And my wife and I, as it, it, it's important to always listen to God's will for your 
for your marriage. It's easy to, okay, I'm on a career path. I'm just going to follow that career for the rest of my days. But God in Scripture calls men and women all the time outside of the regular. Like James and John, Peter and Andrew were fishermen. <laughs> they were on a career path. Maybe not a great career path. Maybe not a great uh, one. Yeah. kind of loved that. Yeah. Uh, but he called them away from that into something different. And, you know, Peter, you see this struggle um, with, with Peter throughout his life. And he was married and he had children. And how do you, um, how as a married man did he uh, make that decision to walk away from what seemed like a secure job, maybe, I don't know, mm-hmm. um, to following Jesus, which was probably very insecure. <laughs> and um, and so that whole idea of we're never ready, like uh, we never want to get to a place where we've built a comfort kingdom. Um, Amber and I are always discerning, especially for, for the nations. It's like, okay, at some point, like if we're called to form missionaries here in this country, is God calling us at some point to to be a missionary family that leaves our, our home state and goes to a different state or goes to a different nation. And, um, well, you're always welcome that, to come it, to Iowa. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Iowa's, Iowa's been on our heart. We've I've been there for a few missions. I love Iowa. Yeah. It's like a uh, it's, it's like Ohio, though. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> yeah, four letters. We, get, we <laughs> begin with a vowel. People confuse us. Mm-hmm. Hey, folks, we need to exactly. wrap up today. And, and um, there are so many more goodies in this little book um, that we've covered today, The Three Secrets to Holiness in Marriage. It is available from AveMariaPress.com. Or check it out at Divine Treasures. Lois can get it for you if if they don't happen to have it in stock. Um, It's a great resource. I would encourage you all to read it. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for taking time today to to share with us about the, the three secrets to holiness in marriage. I also want to thank Jimmy Olson, my producer. I'm Jean Wells. And today, asking St. Louis and Zelly Martin parents of St. Therese of Lisieux, and the only married couple to be canonized together to pray for all those married and those preparing for marriage that our hearts may yearn for holiness in our lives together. St. Louis and Zelie Martin, pray for us. Iowa Catholic Radio is a listener-supported station, and we perpetually rely on your prayers and your support to continue our mission of connecting listeners with Christ. You can give to Iowa Catholic Radio online or iowacatholicradio.com or on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Straight Talk is every Tuesday at 10 on Iowa Catholic Radio and always available on podcasts through Iowa Catholic Radio's free app. Stay tuned for Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo. God bless. Straight Talk, where you get answers to tough issues impacting your life. Listen anywhere at any time via podcast at iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk, heard every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and replayed at 10 p.m. only on Iowa Catholic Radio.